Hey everybody, this is LaShanda Loffridge from Houston, Texas, and you're listening to the Do You Want to Be Made Whole podcast. Are you tired of being tired of the way you feel? Does your situation seem hopeless? This is a podcast that encourages you to heal, dare to dream, and to be the best you for you. Life is meant to be lived. Tune in and let your pain be a light in your sky. Thank you for listening to the Do You Want to Be Made Whole podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about physical wellness and having conversations with counselors and doctors. Physical wellness is a vital part of your wholesomeness. The body will tell you when something is not right. Preventative measures such as wellness exams and physicals are covered by insurance at 100%. Dental checkups and eye exams are also important. You can find out a lot about the way you feel by listening to what your body tells you. I'm super excited, super excited to have joining me and one who was a critical part in my healing and wholeness, my brother cousins, Dr. Laverus Whitaker, also known as Dr. Love, and Dr. J.P. Whitaker, known as Dr. J.P., as well as a recent divine connection with Felicia Smith, who is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas. And being made whole, we have to address all aspects of our lives, mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional, mind, body, and spirit. Thank you all so much for joining me today. We're going to be talking about physical wellness and have some conversations with doctors and counselors. Again, my name is LaShanda Lawfridge, and this is the Do You Want to Be Made Whole podcast. I wanted to join with some professionals in my journey as I addressed things that were happening with me mentally, physically. I took it upon myself to get some help. And in doing so, I reached out to, I call him my brother cousin, but to others, he's known as Dr. JP, um, that has a practice as a chiropractor. And he's going to introduce himself, himself as well as the other um, professional loves I have joining me today. But one of the things that I experienced was numbness in my right arm. My back was very tense. It would lock up. My body would lock up. And I really couldn't explain why it was happening, what was happening. I didn't know what was happening. And I uh, reached out to both both of my cousins, actually. Um, and Dr. JP got to me first. And so um, we worked together. He helped me with healing physically. And chiropractic care is something that I definitely recommend for, you know, everyone to at least just go see what's going on with your body because it does play a vital role in your health. And so I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves today. Uh, again, thank you all so much for being a part of the podcast with me. And if you will introduce yourselves. I'm Dr. J.P. Whitaker, chiropractor. I've been practicing now for almost 22 years. Um, clinic is in Bel Air, Texas, um, near the Galleria. Love what I do. Love seeing people's health change. Awesome. Thank you for joining. All right. I'm Dr. Laverus Whitaker, uh, also practicing almost 22 years. Uh, teacher and chiropractor. Um, love seeing people's health change. Um, 
Yes, an awesome uh, opportunity to be here with my two cousins. Love them both. Thank you for joining. And I'm Felicia Smith, Texas Licensed Professional Counselor at Relate to Clinic. I love helping clients heal from the past, focus on the present, and um, well, actually cope with the present and then focus on their future when they struggle with mental health challenges. That's amazing. Thank you all so much again. So let's jump right into it. What I want to discuss is the importance of your physical health as it plays a critical role in your mental. One of the things I push is talking about, you know, preventative care. You know, you can get a physical wellness check, you know, once a year, um, either a physical for women, it's our well woman exams, or um, you get a, you know, your dental cleanings, your hygiene, you know, with your dental hygiene, your vision, you know. So in the medical profession, how does that, uh, how do you all, how would you say it applies to your mental health as well, the physical and the mental? I'm going to let it go end and end. So I'm sorry, I, I took the first question. <laughs> Better go hand in hand. Uh, statements you just made so far as dentistry is concerned. People are highly aware that if they prevent their teeth from going bad, they can keep using it. Right. So same thing with the rest of your body. Um, there's a couple of terms, uh, salutogenic or pathogenic. Okay. Um, salutogenic means either you are on the path of a solution or pathogenic means you're on the path of a problem. Okay. So your body is always changing. There's always activity. That's actually how you stay alive. There's consistent activity, um, breathing, heart beating, blood cells dying off and coming back. There's always something happening in your body. Mm -hmm. So you're never just in one place. You're never just sitting still, even if you're not physically moving. Mm -hmm. So, so far as your physical health is concerned, you're either on the path to get better or you're on the path to get the worse. And that's just always the case. So, so far as prevention is concerned, that is putting you on or keeping you on the path to getting better, consistent, because you can't just sit in one spot and be alive. It, it doesn't happen. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Anybody else? I'd like to add to that uh, how medical and mental health are connected. I see it a lot with clients who they've gone to the doctor and they may have been given a diagnosis. Uh-huh. And so I've seen is how they will process and respond to the diagnosis. And mm -hmm. so that can sometimes create challenges with depression or anxiety. So right. they go to the doctor and they learn, okay, I'm diabetic mm -hmm. or, you know, I have asthma or just something more severe. Mm -hmm. It can really impact the way they see their life. And so they could become very sick mm -hmm. until they could become very sad, um, withdrawal start out to impact the way that they show up at work mm -hmm. and around the family. So it has a great effect, mental and medical is di directly connected. So absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Dr. Yes. Love. So um, in, in sharing love, right, we just celebrated Valentine's. Mm -hmm. Imagine not being able to share your love with someone because you can't function. Mm -hmm. You can't move. You, your heart's not working. Your body's not working. Mm -hmm. You say, I love you, but you can't embrace your child. You can't embrace your spouse. You can't dance, sing, move. That's life. Right. Not being able to do that is a lack of health, a lack of physical health, a lack of emotional health. You, you, that's not life. So we're all here to promote life, promote life, promote living, promote health. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And so as we are African-American professionals, um, we have connections to all cultures, of course. How would you all say one thing that I've learned or, you know, you just hear all the time is that certain cultures struggle with admitting they need to visit the, the doctor or they need to talk to a counselor or how do you all address that with your clients? Um, the thing that I've actually started doing with men in particular, black meat, mm -hmm. I'm going to say uh, black men are probably the most hardcore. I can deal with it. Yeah. I'll suck it up to be a man. I mean, it's, it's kind of things we, we grow up with. Uh, right. Myself, Dr. Love, talked about this conversation several times over. Um, since we grow up on the playground with, if you fall down and hurt yourself, you can't cry. Right. We actually take that to the rest of life too. Right. Mm -hmm. We do it emotionally. You know, something hurts us. We don't bring it up. We just keep on moving like it wasn't that big a deal. And physical, I'll say this on the physical side. Well, definitely, it doesn't lead to good mental health either. Mm -hmm. But definitely on the physical side, uh, one of the things I try to do for my patients is paint the picture of their future. Mm -hmm. I have about three couples coming to me right now as patients and literally the man's health is absolutely terrible and the wife's health is just kind of bad mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. they both need help but he is so much worse than she is mm -hmm. and it's really because he has neglected himself just dealt with it you know it's like the badge of masculinity i can get through this without help mm -hmm. and that's just not true mm -hmm. it's just not true so the thing I've started telling guys now when they come my way, especially if their wife is a patient also, I'll help them bring their wife with them when I tell them what's wrong with your bodies. Mm -hmm. They say, man, if you don't take care of this, she's going to be your caretaker. Mm -hmm. It's that shooting. Mm -hmm. And usually the answer is, oh, I, I don't want that. Okay, but let's take care of this. Right. So seriously, sometimes you have to paint a picture of what's coming so that a person will get the importance of what they need to do right now. And I'm pretty sure that's the same on the mental side. You know, if the relationship you're already building with the people you say you love is headed to a direction that you're not going to like, mm -hmm. maybe we should get off this train. That's a great analogy. That's great. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Actually, that ties right into mental health simply because people, and you're right, males of color, they tend to struggle with the stigma of mental health women too, mm -hmm. until I to educate them on the necessity of yeah. adding value to your life. Yeah. And also the question to them is what type of life would you like to have? Right. Would you like to have a life of meaningfulness or a life of mental instability, mm. which go down into again health. So if you're not stable mentally, you won't see the value of taking the medical medication. You won't see the value of going to the doctor to follow up. We as a people, just collectively from history and experience as a therapist, we struggle with what our grandmother said to do. Mm -hmm. You know, Uncle Jones or somebody in the past have told us that it's not cool to go receive mental health services. There's mm -hmm. a big stigma around it until maybe the pandemic that eased up some therapy is the new thing. Uh huh historically we struggle with admit admittance right we need to help support you know and so how i see a connection with the medical side of that is i feel like a lot of men drink to kind of process depression right you know, they'll they'll use and so there's a breakdown on the body from those activities and so uh -huh. it is very true if we don't have proper education 
about the benefits, excuse me, Uh about the benefits of mental health, then we will just do what grandma or, you know, uncle or aunt or whoever's given that information that advice will do what they say to do. Well, pray about it, Uh end quote. Uh Or, uh, you know, suck it up. So I've seen that quite a bit in my work. So what I tend to do as a therapist in either my first or second session, uh-huh. I do a lot of psychoeducation. Okay. Explain what depression looks like, what the symptoms are like, explain what anxiety is like, which is very common. Those are the number one and two mental health disorders in the world are anxiety and just in pretty much depression. Uh-huh. And they could be from mild circumstance. They could be on a mild level, but they still exist. Right. Try to share with clients. It's not. It doesn't make you crazy to receive mental health care, right? So, um, I think the struggle with the stigma of mental health, but also historically with black men in particular, I think that the the trial with the Tuskegee men, uh-huh. I think it's been some type of hypervigilance around that and un- untrusting mm-hmm. the medical systems or the mental health caring system. So, you know, breaking that barrier is, is some of the work that I do in my first or second sessions so that they can feel better about taking care of themselves. And there are a lot of times I'm providing that psychoeducation to clients about, oh, but your PCP, I do a lot of talking about go to the doctor. Uh-huh. What that is, because you're only going to make it worse by avoidance. Avoidance doesn't help. Right. Here, right. actually kills. Yeah. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time educating clients on what these things look like and the necessity to break that barrier of the stigma or the myths, rather. That's good. That's good. So the culture that I have tried to reach has been other healthcare professionals. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, we as healthcare professionals... We think we know it all. I went to school for this. I learned this already, right? So mm-hmm. what you can tell me, right? Why I need a therapist? Well, mm-hmm. why does a therapist need a chiropractor? Why would a medical doctor need a dentist? Mm-hmm. Why does a dentist need a medical doctor, right? And so sometimes we're the worst ones to go get help. <laughs> wow. Helping other people and uh-huh. help ourselves. Yeah. So my mom being a nurse, I learned that my mom can be a little stuttered, a little hard-headed. Uh-huh. Mom, you know, you know, you go see somebody, uh-huh. but she won't, uh-huh. right? Sometimes my wife looks at me, she says, okay, there's nothing I can say to make you go do this. So do you know better, right? So we as healthcare professionals need to help other healthcare professionals go seek out healthcare professionals so we can take care of ourselves. We can continue taking care of other people. Right, right. And it all goes into no matter what your profession is or where you are in life, what you pour into your body, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, all of that matters. And not one layer is above another, not one person is above another or professional is, you know. So I never would have even considered that. So you bring uh, a different perspective for me with that, Dr. Love. Thank you for sharing that. So. Uh It's something I've I've actually started just making the connection and telling people about. So um, I'm a believer. And with that being said, I understand that the most important part of me is my soul. Yeah. However, my soul lives in my body. Right. And my body is controlled, run, and overseen by my mind. Mm -hmm. So this is the way this works. If my body is not functioning properly, it will distract my mind and it will limit the effectiveness of what my soul can get done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we take care of our bodies, we can let the mind focus 
and free the souls to do whatever it's designed to do while it's on this planet. Hmm. So a lot of times, you know, we kind of miss the fact that we have to use these bodies to operate. We have to use these bodies to function. We have to use these bodies. Like Dr. Love said, just showing love to somebody. Physically, that's a lot of people's love language. Right. You know, just giving a hug is, right. is really saying a lot to somebody else or saying a lot from somebody. Right. But if this body's not working, you're going to miss all. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's good. So as we have grown up in our culture with collard greens, fried chicken, you know, the, the baked pork chops, fried pork chops, you know, all of the food we consume as a culture, how would you all say, or what advice would you give someone in addressing their physical health as it relates to diet, exercise? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I am not good with that. That is a challenge for me. And food makes me happy. So I want to munch. I want to crunch. That is what I love to do. But I have been encouraged to exercise. Uh, you know, yes. I have been encouraged to, to you know, not take it in moderation, you know. And so yeah. what do you all say? How do you all encourage your clients with their diet? I would say that the three things that influence your health the most is what you put in your body. Mm -hmm. That's your food. Mm -hmm. um, what you do to your body. You know, routine checkups, making sure it's well maintained, make sure it's functioning like it should deal with any trauma that's already hit. Mm -hmm. And uh, definitely what you do with your body. You know, that's your exercise. That's your activity. Mm -hmm. So if, if any of those three is, you know, out of order, lacking, or off, it would definitely affect your health. So on my side of it, as a chiropractor, um, simple clip. I li like to explain this to people so they get it. All right? Okay. So I, I, I explained it like a moon full of two-year-olds. All right? If you've got a moon full of two-year-olds and you have proper supervision in that room, you can get that two-year-old, those two-year-olds who will always be in constant activity, you can actually get that activity to be, to be productive. Uh -huh. But if that supervisor is not on the job, What's the chances that the activity of that room full of two-year-olds is actually going to be productive? Right. You know that room going to be told. Right. Right. It's the same concept with your body. Um, your brain is the overseer of your organs and your body parts. As long as your brain can properly oversee and supervise the workings of your organs and your body parts, they will do productive things. Mm -hmm. We call that health. However, if your brain is not in control, not overseeing, not supervising all that activity, your body will still do some stuff, mm -hmm. but it's going to be just as destructive as that wrong from the two-year-olds. Mm -hmm. so, so as a chiropractor, my job is to check your spine to see if there is any interference because your spine is housing your spinal cord, which gives proper communication between your brain and your body. Mm -hmm. If anything is off there, your organs are going to do some stuff that they shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. You're not going to like how that's <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, Felicia, you want to go? I can. Um, so with that, I always talk to clients. I give them education on the prefrontal load mm -hmm. in the brain. Okay. And I also talk to them about the power of the neurotransmitters. So 
in making a connection with the body and the brain, I always go into how the endorphins and the, neuro, and the serotonin levels are positively impacted by exercising, sunlight. Mm-hmm. So clients have pets. I always say, well, hey, you could do a three for one. Get out, walk the dog, mm-hmm. get some sunlight. But you're also walking as well. That would be beneficial for you also. And then I talked to them about the prefrontal, well, their frontal lobe, and I explained to them all of the functions that come just from that area in the brain and how that impacts daily functioning. Mm-hmm. And so I explained to them, you know, your planning, your reasoning, movement, memory, judgment, thinking, behavior, how all of this stuff is connected, mind and body is connected. Hmm. So if you're getting up, you're walking, you got to, like I said, you're going to benefit your body. You may lose weight, mm-hmm. which could positively impact that BMI. But also mentally, you'll feel better. Mm-hmm. And neurotransmitters will help to, you know, like I said, the serotonin level, the dopamine or the endorphin levels. Mm-hmm. And of course, at first, they don't know what this is if they didn't have, you know, exposure to this type, this type of stuff. But again, that's the psychoeducation. Mm-hmm. Send it to them in a way in which it's non-judgmental, it's non-shaming, it's warm, mm-hmm. you know, and relatable. So... Um, I find that clients can make that connection. And sometimes I'll see as a coping skill, you're going to go for a walk three times a week, mm-hmm. you know, can commit to that. And so I've seen just taking a minute to educate clients tends to help. Okay. Right then you're here of, oh, I really need to work out. You know, it's beneficial, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's beneficial to you mentally. Mm-hmm. And so if you work from home, you're getting that exercise. And so you might be able to improve your productivity. Mm-hmm. So over there's benefits here. So hmm. I will educate them on those things. Okay. That's a great perspective. Absolutely. So, and, and piggybacking off of what Felicia said and Dr. JP, uh, I agree the education part is absolutely necessary. Um, and so like Dr. JP was describing how the body is the, the vehicle mm-hmm. that carries the soul, right? Controlled by the mind. Well, you have to think about your body needs fuel. And so because of LaShonda, to fuel your body, you got to put the right things in your body so it functions the way you want it to. Right. Right? <laughs> your car, you can't put orange juice where it needs gas. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not going to function the way it's supposed to. <laughs> well, you wouldn't dare put gas in your body and it wants orange juice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you got to figure out what's the right fuel you want, right? So in January, this year and last year, I did the Daniel Fest. Mm-hmm. And Daniel was believed to be one of the wisest men in the Bible, what did he eat? Fruits, vegetables, and water. Mm-hmm. So for 30 days, we did the Daniel fast. Yes, you lose weight. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is unnecessary weight we don't need anyway, right? So last year I lost 20 pounds. This year I didn't weigh myself. Um, I wasn't even about the weight. It was about more so the spiritualness of am I cleansing my body and my fasting from what I don't want, praying through God at that sandwich over there looks good. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So putting the right fuel in, well, last year, my wife did the Daniel Fest, and she lost about seven, eight pounds. Mm-hmm. This year, she said, I'm going to take it serious. Mm-hmm. She lost 25 pounds in 30 days. Oh, wow. Yes. And so now she's like, well, I think I need to do this another month. <laughs> she, on her own, chose to do it another month. She's going to the month of February. Oh, wow. Okay. So her goal is if I could do 25 in January, kind of 50 in January and February, maybe go into March. Right. Well, putting the right fuel in, she recognized she could focus more. Mm-hmm. She could accomplish more. She actually felt like exercising and doing things more. Oh. She's putting the right fuel into her body. And so we were big on supplements. And so she was 
choosing not to take her supplements, she said, I feel so much better. The aches and pains I used to have, I don't have. The sleep, I used to just need 10, 12 hours of sleep because I was always so tired, but now she doesn't need as much sleep and she's more productive, right? So putting the right fuel in makes that body, that vehicle carry your spirit, as Dr. JP was saying, controlled by your mind to do the things that you're purposed to do. But you got to put the right fuel in. That's good. That's good. And I'm, I'm being convicted so much just out of it. Because I'm, I'm guilty of not exercising and just listening to what you're saying. I have experienced these feelings of fatigue and burnout and lack of interest in things that I once loved. And all of these things have been happening. So I'm taking notes as I am educating others as well. One thing I, when I was going to counseling before, a therapist shared with me about a hair follicle test, I believe. Do you all know anything about that? I never followed up on it, but what she was saying was you can do a, this hair follicle test that can show what deficiencies you have in your body and what happens from there, I don't know. But are you all aware of anything like that? Yes. So uh, going back to what Dr. JP and what I was just saying about the right fuel in, the right fuel in shows up in your body, shows up in your skin, shows up in your hair. So the hair follicle test, if you trim little hairs off your, 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 your head, they analyze the hair to see the minerals and the vitamins and consistency in the hair follicle. Okay. But if you've been putting the right fuel in, it shows up that your minerals are high, your vitamins are high. We can tell what you've been doing for the last three to six months. The wrong fuel in, you see that as well because you're lacking things. Hmm, okay. So if your hair starts to thin, fall out, change color more gray, you're not putting the right fuel in. Okay. Put the right things in, your skin is nicer, your skin is clearer, you don't have the same issues, you don't have the same organ dysfunction uh -huh. if you're putting the right things in. So yeah, that hair follicle test along with all your other medical tests uh -huh. um, will definitely be affected by the right fuel being put in. Okay. It's an old statement, you are what you eat. Exactly. If you're eating good, whole, healthy food, that's what you're making your body of. If you're eating junk, and if you're eating, I, I can tell my patients this, you should be eating stuff that you can pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> that's you have no idea what you're talking about. Your mother is going the same thing when you put it in. What is monosodium glutamate? Yeah. Can you read it? Don't eat it. So what advice or... What would you like for our listeners to take away from our platform today? I think that this was very delightful and educating um, information and even, like I just said previously, even changing my perspective on my physical health and exercising. What takeaway would you give someone that is new to trying to better themselves physically? Takeaway I would have for them is don't wait until you get a call mm -hmm. to start to work on things that are already getting disturbed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Seriously, the, the patients that I have the easiest time with getting healthy are those that already have experienced ridiculous amounts of issues thanks mm -hmm. to what it is they're dealing with mm -hmm. in their physical. Somebody who's just kind of feeling it, but they can still function and get through it. A lot of times they don't take it as serious. And that's that's the wrong attitude to have. You can get a lot more done on the prevention side 
than you can on the fix-it side. There's a quote that I have up in my office. It says the the prevention of an issue is a lot easier than the cure for a disease. Hmm. So if you can keep it from happening, you come out a whole lot better than waiting until it happens yeah. and then try to go back. Okay. Okay. That's great advice. Anybody else care to share? I would like to. I wanted to say something else about the food. Um, sometimes with clients that love that plate of collard greens, macaroni, and, you know, chicken, mm-hmm. it could be something psychological. I know that's so good, but it should be something that's psychological that's attached to that type of hmm. eating style. So, um, again, education, but also assessing the client to see what makes you want to select those type of foods. Again, for some people, it could be coping. Yeah. It could be mm-hmm. that they've seen this modeled in their previous generations. So it's uh, just been passed down. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, with the education part, it helps them to realize you may have other options. And so what I do with clients who want to just eat food that tends to destroy, mm-hmm. and really, I always challenge, you know, what's happening with this? What's happening with the options that you're choosing? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'll find that it could be trauma or it could be anxiety um, that they're dealing with. And even though they may be aware of health issues, psychologically, it's been, you know, it's innate for them. And then also, too, it could be transgenerational. Hmm. So it's not just a plate of food. It could have other ties to it. And so once we start to educate them on, you know, the need for change, we, we set up a plan to kind of help them with that change, okay. you know, and just not shame. Again, we don't shame because you want macaroni. Right. Food. So it, it could be a lot more than just the fact that they like the way that food tastes. I always explore that. Mm-hmm. But what a takeaway for clients is... Mental health is not a death sentence. Absolutely. It could be a catalyst for the change that you're looking for in your life. And so, um, again, educating them on things that they may not know about. They could have been street educated or they could have been Google educated. Mm-hmm. Instead of getting education from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or their best friend or their, you know, second or third. Everybody that's not prudential tends to tell them what these things look like. So. I have to do a lot of undoing first just to kind of set them up for the right information. But again, the presentation is just come in. We're going to be warm with you. We're going to educate you. And we're not here to shame you. We're yeah. here to educate you so that you can make better choices. Absolutely. Then so take away from this. I love it. I love it. We don't bite. We don't bite at all. <laughs> Dr. Love. So my takeaway now is the best time to get checked. Mm-hmm. So now go see a chiropractor. Now go get a mental health check. Now go get your wellness check. Now go and just find out, mm-hmm. right? Go learn, as Felicia said, go be educated, right? So things may be great, good, but how do you know if you don't go now? Right, absolutely. Don't wait till there's a problem. Don't wait till it shows up and all of a sudden, oh, did you know the first sign of a cardiovascular disease is sometimes a heart attack? Hmm. You find you have a heart problem. Once your heart stops working, you drop dead. Right. We could have checked and found this out months, weeks, days, years beforehand, and you have more life to live for the loved ones you want to be around. So Absolutely. now's the best time. Absolutely. And another thing that I, a takeaway that I have is even when someone makes the decision that they even want to go, um, I had a young man reach out to me on yesterday just asking questions like, hey, when you went to counseling, what was it like? You know, did you just vent to them and tell them, you know, this, that, or or whatever. Did you leave with advice or feeling better? 
And the, one of the first things I said was, I'm proud of you for even considering the option of going. That's the big, big step for you. And so, you know, everyone's going to have a different takeaway. Everyone is going to have a different approach. What my goal is in um, writing my book and this podcast is just informing, pouring love and positivity, knowledge into everyone to be the, their best selves. Pour into yourself, be wholesome to yourself first so that you can give love and be what you're, you know, what you are called to be and walking in your purpose in a healthy way. Mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. I like to add something to it, just kind of what you were talking about, the, uh, the mental and the physical going together. They influence each other yeah. so much. Um, your physical body can affect your mental health. If your physical body is not functioning well, it, it will depress you. Yeah. Things like you Right. Mm-hmm. But the other side of it is the way you look at things and where your mindset is can also determine how, how good or bad or poorly you heal. Mm-hmm. And there's truth on the same side. Um, surgeons understand that if somebody is having a life-threatening surgical procedure, the chances of that person bouncing back and recovering versus the chances of that person not not recovering and passing away, a lot of times depends on the support system they have around them. Yes. If this person feels like they have a reason to live, they probably will. Huh. If they feel like they don't, they may not make it. Yeah. So the two of them go hand in hand. They, they definitely go hand in hand. So um, one of the biggest things I say is is perspective. You know, I mean, yes. Earth has problems. The world has issues. We we all know. Yes. Um, but the way you look at them is completely your choice. Absolutely. You know, one of the examples I use is a half a glass of water. And I ask somebody, is this half empty or half full? Right. <laughs> Doesn't matter what you tell me. It's still half a glass of water. Yeah. Yeah. Exact same amount. So it's really just about perspective. You can look at something from a negative standpoint or a positive standpoint, but it's definitely going to have an effect on the outcome that you're shooting for, regardless of what the reality actually is. Your perspective, a lot of times, is so much more. Sound knowledge. Well, again, I just want to thank you all so much for your knowledge and your expertise, as well as your professional insight on being made whole and really, really appreciate you all coming out um, to join with me to share and um, be a blessing to someone else. And so, do you all want to give your practice information one more time? Sure. I am Dr. J.P. Whitaker, um, clinic telephone number 832-767-3456. Facebook, The Whitaker Clinic of Chiropractic. Instagram, The Whitaker Clinic. Thank you. Alicia Smith with Relate to Clinic. You can find us at Relate to Clinic, R-E-L-A-T-E, number two, clinic.org. Telephone number is 281-819-0022. Thank you. So Dr. Love, I do house calls. Phone number 713-428-1797. I will come to you. I will help you. Give me a call. Thank you so much. You all have a great rest of your evening. Much love. Thank y'all. To y'all. Bye. For Miss LaShonda Lafrich, first started coming to see me. She was pretty torn up. Um, consistently 
I'm having trouble sleeping. Um, when she did sleep and she woke up in the morning, say her neck, upper shoulders just felt heavy, tense, in pain. Um, certain points in time, she gets this pain running down her right arm. I'm on a regular basis, and her low back was giving her consistent trouble pretty much all the time. Um, she was kind of hit or miss so far as when she would actually have a good day when her body was working well. It seemed like way more often uh, she was in pain and experiencing issues that kept her from just being able to enjoy the day, enjoy life, or enjoy the function of her own body. Yes. So um, things changed as she got more consistent with care. Um, she started coming in uh, pretty regularly, pretty routinely, and everything changed. Um, the issues that she would deal with in between were not severe like they used to be. Uh, the neck issues, the back issues, the pain down the arm, all of that cleared up a lot. Now, it's still a work in progress, so she still got some things we have to tend to. I'm not going to say she's 100%, um, but definitely she's not starting off at that um, 10% on which she first got started. <laughs> yeah, she's come a long way from that. Um, on top of that, the thing that I noticed over the course of time was her mannerisms, her conversation, and her demeanor changed also. When she first got started with almost physical issues, it seemed like what was happening with her body was mirroring what was happening in her mind. Hmm. Um, she had dealt with the loss of a friend. Um, she seemed noticeably irritable, agitated, um, just by things that were going on in life. Um, but since then to now, I've seen a change on both sides. Not only has the physical improved, but her mindset has improved. She smiles a lot more. Um, she keeps a positive outlook a whole lot more. The things that come her way don't seem to get her down like they used to. Not to say those things aren't still present. Yeah. She's got a different perspective on those things. So we have seen healing. We have seen change. We have seen progress on both sides completely and totally with her. Once again, thank you all so much for joining the Do You Want to Be Made Whole podcast. It is my hope and goal in going forth with podcasting to bring awareness to dark subjects that we as a community don't like to discuss. The stigma of the neg negativity associated with mental health and professional counseling has got to go. It all works hand in hand, your physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional health. Nobody wants to discuss mental health until something tragic happens. By then, it's too late. Access your resources. Be a safe space and don't sit in judgment of those in need. Love y'all. Do you want to be made whole?